Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to another exciting episode of Psychology Talks. I'm your host, Amreen Nadeem, and today we're going to discuss how to network effectively. In our lives, we've seen that to move forward or to progress, it is very much important that how your network looks like, because it is often said that it is not what you know, it is who you know. So your network carries a important or plays an important part in your life, the way you move forward. So whether you like meeting people face to face or prefer to connect electronically, there are a variety of networking tips. And that's what exactly we're going to discuss today with the guru and expert of networking and personal branding, Bobby Umar. He is an inspirational speaker and coach who champions authentic connection and heart-based leadership. An Inc. Magazine top 100 leadership speaker. He's also spoken at TEDx five times. With over 650,000 social media followers, Bobby is recognized influencer and a thought leader in networking. Uh, personal branding and digital uh, marketing uh, also. He's also named as the fourth best leadership influencer according to Kered, a top seven networking guru and second best business coach to follow on Twitter. So let's welcome Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you with us today. Thank you, Ambreen. I'm happy to be here. And I'm also very happy that you uh, pronounced my last name properly because a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it. Well, that's great. That's Omar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I think that because um, like Omar is a Muslim name and I'm sure. familiar with it, so <laughs> maybe that could be the reason. So how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. The, the kids are sick, but I'm uh, but I'm taking oh. care of them. But I'm, I'm happy to be here. And uh, it's, it's exciting to have this conversation. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry to hear about your kids and wishing them a speedy recovery. Thank you. So uh, before we start our discussion, I gave a little bit of introduction uh, about you, but uh, tell our audience about your journey, about uh, yourself, that why you chose this field or how you get into the field and when sure. even you decided to join this field, uh, what obstacle or challenges you, fa- uh, you face uh, to pursue further or to carry on? Sure. So, uh, you know, I started out uh, in my career as an engineer. So I did engineering uh, in my undergrad. I worked as an aerospace design engineer from Barbardier. And while I was there working, I was actually kind of bored. You know, I didn't really enjoy the work and I, I, it was very repetitive. I didn't get to talk to anybody. And so finally I decided to, uh, uh, well, actually what happened was <clears throat> while I was working there, I started a musical theater company. I started producing and directing musicals, and I well, this is fun of fun. I like the people, I like the organization, I like the entrepreneurship, I like the marketing stuff. And so, uh, when I left engineering, I decided to go to do my MBA and go into switch into marketing. After my MBA, I went to brand marketing, working for Unilever and for Kraft, and that was a lot of fun, great energy, a lot of people. But at the same time, something was nagging at me. I wasn't feeling like 
I fit in. I felt stuck. I felt unfulfilled. And so when that didn't work out, I was like, what do I do with myself? Like, what do I do next? And I did that for four years as well. I finally dove into my personal brand to figure this out. Here's what I want to do. And what I found out was that there's certain things about me that I love. I love people. I love to nurture. I love to persuade influence. I love to perform, present. I love diversity. And so uh, it seemed to me the best place to go was to launch myself as a motivational speaker. And so that was 17 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And it's been great. And, you know, and in terms of the, you know, the challenges, I mean, the challenge, of course, is <clears throat> not having clarity in your brand. So, you know, you're going to different things and trying things, but nothing's really working for you. And then when I finally really realized what my brand was and what I think I should do, then I had more focus. I had more purpose. I had more passion. I had more intent. I think that worked a long way. And then as I built my speaking career, you know, things evolved. I first became known as a networking guy. Then I became known as a personal branding guy. And then digital marketing came. And now I love, I love, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and, and social audio, like clubhouse and Twitter spaces and LinkedIn audio. Like that's, a, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm a huge part of the content and creator economy. And so as a speaker and as, and now a coach, because the pandemic, the pandemic also was a big issue. Uh, the speaking industry collapsed. And I was like, what do I do with myself? And so I, I got into coaching and helped people with career transition or building the thought leadership brands. And so I, I also started another company called the Thought Leadership Brand Club, which helps people build, get clarity in their personal brand, then build a thought leadership brand through content creation, building meaningful relationships, uh, working on mindset, confidence, speaking, and things like that. So, and, and the other challenge along the way, of course, is, you know, there's a lot of mindset issues you have. Having a small network in the beginning was hard. So networking and building that up, whether it's through digitally on LinkedIn or whether it's through in-person at events, that's something I think that has been a huge part of my success, being able to build uh, not only uh, not only broad relationships and lots of followers, but also deep relationships with people that know me and trust me as someone to, you know, to work with. So uh, that's kind of my journey now. And, you know, I, I love what I do. I do what I love. And, uh, you know, now it's, there's speaking, there's coaching, there's uh, lots of lots of group events that I do and lots of live events that I do. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one thing that I just picked up that um, you started with the, like engineering, right? And then you yeah. decided to move on to it, uh, to the different fields. So how did you actually realize that, you know, this is something you said that I, I picked up that you said that uh, you felt bored with that. Uh, industry and, and I'm sure it's it's a it's not easy decision to change field especially when you specialize in certain field and then moving on to the field which is um, which is very different so how did you actually make that decision to leave that field which you actually specialized in and then joining the field which is something different well I mean uh, let's be I'll be very honest with you uh, I was let go Right. I mean, I was in engineering and I wasn't interested in the work. Uh, I wasn't really my, my passion was towards that theater company that I was running. Yeah. And so eventually my work faltered. I, I, I didn't put much time into it. I didn't really care to learn about the latest engineering trends and the design trends. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, um, you know, I just got kind of bored and they got bored with me and eventually I got let go. So so what happened was I was like, now, well, now what do I do? And I, I what, what's interesting, too, is that after I got let go, I had to think about what I want to do. I started talking to people. It, again, this is where I'm networking. I'm talking to people. And most of the opportunities that I, ha that I had were were like entry level. And I was like, I just spent four years engineering. I don't want to start all over again. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I remember my cousin telling me, you know, have you thought about doing an MBA? I'm like, an MBA? Why would I do an MBA? 
said, well, it's a good way for you to, you know, maybe switch careers or to transition to something else. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and then, you know, talking again, my network helped me get some insight. You know, I had, I had mentors in my network, a couple of people who, when I ran that theater company, there was a couple of people in there who were mentors to me. And so they gave me advice about, you know, figuring out what you might want to do. Like uh, maybe you'd be good at marketing. Maybe you'd be good at branding. You seem to be a really good communicator, a good talker. Have you thought about that? I said, oh, okay, you know, maybe I will. So, you know, for me, <clears throat> what what helped me was, because uh, if I hadn't got let go, I probably would have stayed there even longer. And if I really had control of my brand, I, would probably, I probably would have left sooner. But, you know, most of us who are in corporate jobs, but especially your first job when you're making money, it's really, really hard to leave. Yeah. Okay. So as you said that um, you, um, uh, your network help you find your, you know, or you, or you direct you to this field. Uh, so let's talk a little more about it. That uh, what do you think that uh, how people develop their network, you know, as it is a very important where we also just, when I was giving the introduction that it is very important to progress further in the life because people, you know, help you directly. But there are people who sometimes stuck in the no wrong network. So how do they actually move out from the wrong network and find the right network for themselves? What exactly do they need to uh, put some strategies or what exactly do they, do they need to do? Yeah, I think the, I think the most important thing for people to understand is, you know, uh, knowing where you are and where you want to go. Right. So I might be in a corporate job and, and I'm a manager, but I want to become a vice president or I have a business and it currently makes this much money, but I want to get to this level. And so knowing where you are and where you want to go is really important. Number two, knowing what your personal brand is and what kind of thought leadership brand you want to build is also important because it gives you a snapshot of where you are and how people see you and perceive you. It also gives you a sense of what your strengths and skills are. And then based on that information, now we can put together a plan on where we want to go and how to get there. And obviously building relationships, whatever you want to call it, networking, building relationships, cultivating connection, whatever you want to call it. Everyone knows it's essential for building your career or building a business because nobody wants to work with somebody that they don't really know that well. So you have to learn how to do that. Now, if I do the, an analytical aspect and I find out that, oh, I'm an introvert and I'm kind of struggling with this way to communicate, then now you know, uh, you know, if you're an introvert, you should know what your strengths are as an introvert. We also know what areas you need to work on and develop. And so when you start networking, you start targeting where are the places I want to spend my time? You know, what conferences and events do I want to go to? What, uh, you know, who do I want to connect with on LinkedIn or who do I want to connect with on, on Twitter and, and other platforms? And so it's got to be part of your strategy. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look at whatever your career is, whatever your business is, spending 10, 20 percent of that time developing your, your business development relationship building is a huge part of it. Plant those seeds because you never know if a seed doesn't happen, doesn't, you know, become fruitful, uh, you know, five years later. And so you have to spend some of your time on, on this, on networking. So for example, let's, let's look at LinkedIn, you know, you and I are both very LinkedIn people. So, you know, I, every week I'm connecting with people on a regular basis. I'm commenting on people's posts. I'm engaging people who comment on my posts and I'm also engaging in direct messages with people who come to my events. And so we have these conversations and if it turns into something good, then next thing you know, we become a connection and we might uh, do something together. And next thing you know, we're on a, on a live stream together. So, uh, you know, th that's, that's kind of how it works. So you have to spend time doing that. 
because the biggest thing you could do wrong, and I have this, I have this philosophy that I teach people, is one foot in, one foot out. And what that means is whatever you're doing, that one foot is in there. So at a company or in your business and you're learning, you're growing, you're business developing, you're talking to people, you're coaching, you're getting mentoring, you're doing all these things. And the other foot should be out there going to events, networking, having coffees, having Zoom calls, learning about things outside your industry, about outside your company. And you, and you keep doing that so that one day, if you want to leave, you can step out there the two feet and go to that next thing. What often happens is people have both feet in in their company and they don't do anything outside of it. And then when they get let go, because even if you're a superstar at your company and everyone loves you, you can still be let go, right? So if you get let go, you're like, oh my gosh, and I, I don't want to do it. And I'm, you're left and you have to start planting seeds and it takes time to get to that next thing. So you're off for three, six, nine, 12, 18 months. And then there's other people who have both feet out. <clears throat> they don't invest in where they are. And so they end up, you know, going from job to job to job. And they, you know, don't really firmly plant themselves in what they want to do. So I always say one foot in, one foot out. And that one foot out is always networking, always talking to people, uh, learning about things. I mean, I mean, for me, if you look at my progression, even as a speaker, the last 17 years, I was focused on networking and leadership. That was my main thing. But then pretty soon I started talking to people and they're like, oh, Bobby, you know, personal brand is really cool. I'm like, okay, maybe I should talk more about this. Uh, or, or more recently, hey, check out Clubhouse. Okay, let me check out Clubhouse. And I started talking to people there. And now like some of my closest friends on LinkedIn are people I met on Clubhouse, like Andy Foote, Leah Turner, um, Melanie Mitchell Wexler, Ilya Francis. They're, they've all become some of my close friends on LinkedIn now. I don't do Clubhouse as much. But now on LinkedIn, they're part of my close network. And then another example is NFTs. You know, someone said, hey, Bobby, have you thought about NFTs? No, I don't know much about it. So then I went to an event and I started listening and listening. And then finally, I started learning. And eventually I decided, you know what? Someone said, why don't we, why don't we host a room? I said, sure, let's host a room. And then I did that. So, you know, we should be constantly networking and building relationships all the time. Yeah, I think you highlighted so uh, uh, brilliantly that um, one foot in and the one foot out, like, you know, most of the time people are stuck in just one place and they just keep on building their skills. They're putting a lot of info, uh, the efforts on just one area. And then that's actually that happens that because that area becomes their comfort zone. And that's why I really like your analogy that one foot out that, you know, you need to go out from your comfort zone keep your start keep building your strength in the comfort zone but at the other level you should be prepared to move to the next level and that is what exactly important as and that's why i think that is the importance of network that will help you go to the next level as you said that you know you go to the clubhouse and to um uh, you and you're very big on twitter actually i did not realize unless you message me that you have like 516,000 well i mean I, a lot of people on linkedin don't, well because all my linkedin friends don't really know that and so yeah. you know it's funny I was, and so then I, I there's a couple of tweets from joel Lalji and and leah turner who are huge on linkedin They're like hey bobby like you're so big on this like yeah I, I was here i was on twitter before i got into linkedin Okay. Uh, yeah, I just started on Twitter and like, I don't know that what exactly is. So I, I think I'll get should, uh, get more tips how to increase uh, followership on the Twitter. But um, to discuss here further, it's basically how important social media is because um, I, I feel that these 
social media or digital platform gives uh, like good opportunity for people to have a wider reach. So, but you can share more expertise that how important it is to have a digital footprint or and how the what is the role of these uh, social media to enhance our identity or to increase our um, uh, reach. Sure. So, I mean, and the thing with digital, even before the pandemic, it was a fantastic way to amplify your reach. It was called networking on steroids because if I'm, you know, if I go to an event and I say hi to, if I say hi to one person, I spend 15 minutes with them. That's great. What if I go to a group and I start talking to them and now there's a group of people where there's like, you know, five, 10 people. And now you're kind of networking with a group of people. Now imagine if I'm going to a platform and now I'm talking to a hundred people or a thousand people. I mean, you can still share your stories, your insights, your 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 brand, your ideas, and and develop and, and mention your expertise and mention what you do and mention how you help people. And now it's going to a lot of people. So the power of digital is amplification. That's the first thing. The other power of digital, though, is the accessibility aspect. So now I'm able to access somebody from a different country. I see I see people on your thread now, you know, from Peru, from Pakistan, from I India, Iran. Great, like, hey, everybody, like, that's awesome. Uh, otherwise, I'd never see them. Like, I, I could go to an event here in Canada, but I would never see them. So here they are talking to us. And I think that that accessibility of people, I think is fantastic. You know, uh, I now work with people in the Thought Leadership Brand Club, for example. We I now work with somebody from, actually only, there's only one person who's local. One's in Australia, a couple are in the US, one's in, the, in Europe, like, you know, we're from all over the place. And I think that's really, really great. And especially during the pandemic, what we found was that because we're all working from home, and now a lot of people are working from home, they're choosing that, your digital presence matters even more because there's a lot of, there's an increase in distrust in the online digital world, but there's also a need for us to stand out and separate ourselves in an authentic way, in a, in a positive way, in a way that has a clear point of difference in the digital space. So we need to actually build a strong profile for yourself uh, on, on the digital space. And the other thing I'm gonna say is that a lot of people talk about building influence on one platform. Uh, I think that's great, but I think that you wanna build stronger influence and stronger trust and stronger brand. You need to be in a couple a couple platforms. So you know, try three, pick one primary Let's say it's LinkedIn or Twitter. That's a great. And then what are the other two that you're putting stuff on as well? Repurposing content. Because when people see you at lots of other places, they say, okay, you know what? This seems like a trustworthy brand. This person seems like an authority. And maybe I want to work with this person. You know, people like Brittany Brown and Simone, uh, Simon Sinek and Gary Vaynerchuk, they're not just on LinkedIn. They are doing LinkedIn, but they're also in lots of other platforms too. So I think that it's an opportunity for all of you to leverage this incredible digital landscape. The last thing I'll say about digital that's really great is that you can prepare it exactly the way you want it to be, right? It's different when you're in a live event where it's like, oh, hi, it's me. And, you know, sometimes you might say a bad joke or you might stutter or, or what, whatnot. You might be uncomfortable. But with social media, you can plan your tweet. You can plan your LinkedIn post. You can plan everything just so it's just perfect or feels good for you and you put it out there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think, you know what, I'll just share my example also, like I, I'm in Saudi Arabia, I used to do, um, like before pandemic, um, because I started my LinkedIn journey, or like in 2020. And um, I, I used to do a lot of, um, I, I'm still doing it a lot of like of work here for the women empowerment, like, like, uh, doing a lot of like, I uh, arrange meetups, and I do uh, a lot of uh, 
like workshops for the women or something but uh, like my work was never recognized as much as like when i started doing work on the like social media and it right. just like you know as it, it gets uh, amplified as you said it got uh, it it reached to the wider people and and then of course like on linkedin on 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 the social media i also took like a lot of other um, initiatives which actually helped not only in the limited area but actually to the different part of the globe itself so like you know when i took the uh, initiative of the save life project or some other platform so like a lot of people got benefited like throughout from across the globe so that i can just relate so much uh with you like whatever you said that and let me let me add one thing let me add one thing that you said that was really good which in fact i'm doing i'm doing a training or a speech actually uh, on tuesday next week for a bunch of uh, privacy policy officers and they're very nervous about you know leveraging linkedin and leveraging twitter and what do i say and and they're trying to get better in the workplace and one of the things i'm going to tell them is that if you're uh, if you build an authority brand out there in the digital space that will feed into where you are at work because someone in the work was like, hey, uh, Umbreen, I saw what you did there. That's really cool. And oh, I know you're doing this. And, and next thing you know, the, in the workplace, you're being seen uh, with greater respect, trust, authority. That's fantastic. It works both ways. It helps you out there. But that out there helps you in the work workspace. I think that's really great. Yeah, actually, it works both ways. Uh, and you absolutely, even yesterday, like I was at the event and and like people, uh, although like I meet with them uh, personally, but they were referring to my the work that I do on the social media. So it's, it's I completely agree with you that, you know, it works both ways. So now moving further on to these um, uh, to our discussion, basically, what basically um, are the challenges people face when they start networking? Because one thing that I've seen, um, people take it so uh, seriously <laughs> and, you know, like people try to see like, OK, they have to network, they have to meet with people. So they start meeting with the mindset that they need to gain some benefit or something. So or they get it too seriously and then like they are unable to develop these like long-term relationship or, or or a meaningful relationship so what do you think what exactly they are missing on that or what should they do or or what should they avoid and what should they do it's like the do's and don'ts of the networking yeah so i mean there's lots there uh you know uh, having clarity in your brand and what you're trying to do i think is really important mm -hmm. uh, because and then understanding the importance of networking as opposed to and, and, and understanding that it's a long term game. It's not like something you have to quickly do right away and try to be the best you can be and and, you know, and whatever, because people put too much pressure on themselves. The biggest challenge for people who don't network effectively is mindset because they're nervous about, oh, who am I and what can I say? And I don't know what to do. And what if I look bad? And, you know, what if someone what if someone doesn't like my tweet? What if someone doesn't like my LinkedIn post? What if someone doesn't like what I have to say? And so they hold themselves back from doing that. And then you mentioned the other thing where they put so much pressure on themselves, it, <clears throat> it throws them off. You know, if you go, if you, if you work on your mindset with, uh, and change it to uh, a lens of curiosity, a lens of learning, a lens of, you know, trying to uh, give back to people, I think that goes a long way. So I'll go to an event and I'll say, I'm curious to learn about your story. Uh, I'd like to learn a bit more about you know, what you do or what your expertise is, because maybe it's something I don't know anything about. Maybe you're talking about NFTs. Maybe you're talking about 
cybersecurity. I'd like to learn from you. And then number three, I'd like to offer some value. So, you know, is there someone in my LinkedIn network that you'd like to meet? I mean, why don't you do a quick search and uh, send me a note for one person you want to meet and I'll, I'm happily make that introduction. And that's all I do. I don't even like, you know, and the thing that people do wrong is they, they start pitching and selling all the time. The, they do the, yes. the pitch slap and they talk like, here's what I do and here's my business. And I, you know, I remember one guy was, I was in a network and he just ran around and gave his business card. Didn't even talk to us. And of course those cards went in the garbage, right? Like who, who's going to keep a card from someone that we don't talk to. So uh, for me, like that, that's a huge part of it. You just build, you just focus on in learning, enjoying curiosity, giving, and later on, it might turn to something. So, you know, that's why we do these live streams. That's why we do the LinkedIn audio rooms. That's why we do stuff because we're giving and we share expertise and share our personalities and eventually it might work, work into something. So for me, uh, that to me is, is a big is a big piece of it. Uh, the other big thing that's really important is when you do have connections you want to talk to uh, or, or not, you have to follow up, right? So it's amazing how many people don't follow up. And I'll tell you a, a story, which I like. To, one of my favorite networking stories I tell is that I was speaking to an event with about 500 young entrepreneurs. They were youth. They were like 18 to 20, 29. They were all hungry, starting their own businesses, you know, very entrepreneurial. And I said, I'm going to be here the whole day. And I have all my business cards in my backpack, in my pocket. You come to me, give me your, and take my card and then call me and I'll actually give you 15 minutes of free coaching. Now, back in the early days of my business, I was giving all the way free coaching. I don't do that anymore now. But back then I was hustling my business, right? I was networking. And I said, okay, take my card. Now, of that, of that group, how many people got my card? 75 people got my card throughout the day. Now, of the 75 people, how many actually called me, texted me, emailed me? 18 people. Now, of those 18 people, how many actually built... A relationship with me just two so the question for you and everyone in the audience is you can either be the 75 percent of people that does nothing or the 25 percent that actually follows up and gets a card or the four percent who sends a message or the 0.4 percent that builds a relationship because the truth is most people do not follow up so who do you want to be that that's that that's a huge message for folks uh, there's so much power in the follow-up uh, and letting people know you're interested and letting people know you care. And again, no, no pitching, no, 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 just, just talking and sharing value and asking questions and, and learning and being curious and supporting. Eventually it might lead to something where you can actually have that transaction. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant advice uh, because uh, most of the time my LinkedIn inbox is full of pitches, you know, because all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's, basically an advice to all those that you know this um it's it doesn't work that way i mean they're wasting mm -hmm. a lot of their time and our time also you know and rather it creates more um uh repulsion from them like you know it feels bad like whenever like, i get the pitch i would never think of you know um, about the person to even contact them again because i feel it it, it annoyed me so it doesn't work. It actually creates a negative brand. So please don't, I request from all the audience that don't do this like cold calls or pitches without actually doing the research. Like, because there are a lot of people who really need their help. And if they target themselves, uh, their, their audience correctly, they both can get, uh, benefit. So one thing- Yeah, target, targeting is very, very important. I, I agree. Targeting yeah. is so important because it 
it creates more focus on people that really want it versus, you know, I get messages from LinkedIn saying, hey, I think you'd be great as a sales representative for my company. Like, have you even looked at my profile? It's not what I did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what they, they keep on just saying that, you know, you really need to do this, this, this. I don't even need it. <laughs> so this one thing. And one thing I really like your advice is that, you know, people, when when they're trying to network with the people, they need to think from the other perspective, a person, like, you know, that how they can actually uh, add value to their lives rather than just, you know, uh, presenting themselves to get out of this. It's basically uh, when we think beyond our self-interest or, you know, we're trying to be show interest in the other person, that's when exactly the, the relationship is start building rather than, you know, we just start talking about ourselves and like, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that it's, uh, the idea is that you need to network with intention versus network with expectation. And so yeah. the people who network with expectation, they get disappointed or they have the wrong attitude. But if you have the intention to be curious, to learn, to give back, to be a positive support person, uh, that to me is where it, it makes all the difference. Yeah, that, that's that's great. Um, I know this this topic is really huge and vast, mm -hmm. and uh, but my the, the time of the show is like limited, so um, it's. Uh, we're gonna end this show here, but before we end the show, what one advice would you give to the audience today? Um, what what one advice about networking? Oh my god! Uh, okay, so uh, I would say the 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 best the best networking tip I can give right now is follow up with gratitude. So right now, this very moment, you have an opportunity to go to somebody and follow up with gratitude. You could take a picture of this live stream and say, hey, thank you, Bobby and Embreen for doing this post. Here's what I learned. Or you can send a message to someone. Hey, I really love your post. I really love your your tweet. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. Very, very, uh, I'm very appreciative. So follow up right now with some sort of gratitude message on a post, in a tweet, in a DM. That makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I think that's the wonderful, actually, um, advice, um, because most of the time people, as we discussed, they, they just start presenting themselves. They start talking yeah. about themselves rather than, you know, building a relationship. Relationship doesn't work one sided. It has to be mutual. So first we need to show the intentions and then that is and, and then like as Anana said that it's, you know, uh, this point of networking with intention and not expectation. It's its an amazing point. So how our audience can reach out to you? What is the best way? Yeah, so, so I mean, I'm, I think you're I, I'm, every, I'm everywhere. So I mean, Twitter, okay. Instagram, and LinkedIn are my primary places. My website is rayallen.com. And then I have a company page on LinkedIn called Bobby Omer. Uh, it's based for leadership development and coaching. Uh, you can follow that page. I'm trying to build my company page, but you can also follow me on my uh, LinkedIn profile as well. Okay, so. Oh, I'm sorry. My handle, my handle is handle is Rehan Bobby. That's my first two names, Rehan Bobby. Okay, okay. So, uh, whoever is listening, either like live or uh, the recording, uh, if you have any question or you want to get in touch with uh, Bobby, please uh, follow him on the LinkedIn, Twitter, and Insta. Uh, and I, after this show, I'll also put the, your whatever the LinkedIn page and everything on the comments so they can like follow up with you easily. So thank you so much for joining. Uh, and uh, thanks to the all audience who joined today. And um, 
and most importantly, thank you for sharing these wonderful insights today. It was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Ambreen. No, it's been great. It's great to actually, you know, like I've seen your stuff forever. So be able to talk to you like this. This has been amazing. Yeah, you're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.